Jake Abler here with The Current Music News, where we tell you what you need to know about what is going on in the music world. I'm joined by my colleague Jade to talk about music news, and I'm going to bring her on in just a moment. For those of you listening to this in podcast form, we are on Instagram Live today. We have a story to talk about today that uh, is relevant to everybody in the United States, but uh, really especially hits home for those of us here in Minnesota. Jade will be hopping on in a second. Oh, there you are. Hey. Hi. Sorry, just wrapping up the live show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I I heard Jay kind of giving you the deal. Yeah, this is a a big deal in our lives if we want to get back out there and we want to see live shows and we don't want it to be at those huge corporate venues, uh, what do we have to do? We have to, you know, get in line with uh, saving our small, independent, local venues. And uh, there's a group that's kind of putting this whole thing together. And Jay, I don't know if you already kind of touched on on the groups. I'll give you guys the heads up. So there was this group of independent venues that got together a couple of years ago, and they started doing these kind of uh, yearly uh independent venue weeks where they would all kind of promote each other and support each other. And because of that, they had these great relationships and started doing these town halls. And uh, in one of those town halls, it was like right when South by Southwest cut. And like all of a sudden in Austin, they're like, we're not getting any money. This is a huge thing for our entire town, for the entire city. Uh, And it's going to affect all of these independent venues. So what can we do? So they started up this organization called uh, the National Independent Venue Association, or NEVA. And uh, NEVA's purpose, and by the way, can I just say they have like 2,000 members already. So wherever you are in the world, if you uh, hang out in D.C. at the 930 Club, if you're here in Minneapolis, you go to First Avenue, uh, World Cafe Live in Philadelphia. All of these independent venues are joining up together. And basically the purpose is uh, to be able to lobby as a group for ways to help out these independent venues. And the big deal ticket item right now, uh, pretty much in this week and last week and uh, yeah, right right now, is this thing called Save Our Stages, or they're calling it the SOS Bill. And it's their way of uh, getting funds to be able to sustain themselves, because it isn't just all these individual um, local venues, you know, the local venue in your neighborhood. It is this ecosystem, this community of local venues. So uh, again, if you're just joining, hi, I'm Jade. That's Jay. And today we're talking about uh, Save Our Stages and uh, independent music venues. So we have this Save Our Stages Act that's been introduced in the Senate by Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat of Minnesota, and Senator John Cornyn, uh, Republican of Texas. And this is an act that will free up $10 billion in grants for independent music venues, as well as uh, creating a bunch of other circumstances that will help support these um, independent music venues. And Amy Klobuchar actually just published an op-ed in Rolling Stone, uh, making various points as to why she brought this 
this bill out, why she thinks this should move forward. Uh, gave shout outs to, of course, her home state of Minnesota, to the music scene in Austin, down in Texas, uh, where John Cornyn represents. And, you know, points out that if you think about what we want the world to look like when we come out on the other side of this pandemic. So if you're concerned about, say, Amazon, big corporation dominating the retail world, uh, because maybe smaller operators don't make it through this pandemic and what you're left with is pretty much Amazon. Well, there's an analog in the live music world, right? There are big promoters like, say, Live Nation. Uh, they're going to make it through. Are the smaller independent venues going to make it through without help. They're saying no. Yeah. And so uh, these music venues, it's going on like four months now uh, since there have been no shows. And so what do we do with that idea of there's no shows? That means bands can't tour if these venues can't open. And it's not like, you know, sporting events uh, where you can kind of put on the show even though there's no audience. Yeah, there's these virtual gigs that we're watching, but that's not actually sustaining this economy, this ecosystem. Uh, so that's what these bills are all about. And you can find more details about this at Save Our Stages. I believe it's .org. .com. It is a .com. All right. SaveOurStages.com. Don't want to lead you astray. Uh, but Jane, I thought we could have a conversation about uh, maybe some of the places that you're excited to help support or your favorite venue or your favorite show. So if you want to put those in the comment and Jane, I will try and uh, share some of yours. Um, but Jay, do you have uh, a favorite that you were thinking of? So many. You know, I think the great thing about a great music venue, a great club or theater is that it's great no matter what the size of the crowd is, right? No matter what the, you know, whether it's a huge, a, you know, a huge act who's, you know, up at, who's well-established and gets a huge crowd or whether it's an up-and-coming band who maybe just has a few fans that show up, a great room is going to have a great show under either circumstance. So think about like seeing an act like Tristan, who's one of my favorite singer-songwriters out of Nashville, super talented, not a world-beating star. So she plays, say, in the 7th Street entry. And when I saw her there last, you know, it was maybe a half-full room. It was a weeknight. But she just had everybody come up to the stage, and she was just right up there with us. And it felt like this super intense experience. You were, you know, really part of this scene and this moment. And it was an unforgettable show. Then you maybe see an act like M.I.A. I saw her at First Ave in 2007. She just put out Kala, had two incredible albums, and that was super sold out and just had this incredible energy. It was so loud and overwhelming. And that's a different kind of vibe, but you get great moments like that no matter what show you go to in a great room. What about you? I like this because there are so many different venues where you can have a different experience. You know, First Avenue is so many, right? Going into the 7th Street entry and seeing like Hold Steady uh, when they did their reunion shows and it was jam-packed body to body, which I can't even picture in my mind right now because that sounds so different than what life is like right now. Uh, but like that feeling of the sweat on the people right next to you is such a good uh feeling that I kind of miss. Ooh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I saw somebody say. Um, but yeah, there's uh, these these venues that you go to. I, I used to live in Kansas, and I, I worked at uh, two small independent venues, a Jackpot and Replay. And they have these really small stages, and you're indoor, and it's cozy. And uh, we're not going to see that for a really long time, that indoor sort of uh, sweaty concert experience. And I think that's what I miss the most, is uh, that you know, that loud and smelling all like the bodies and the beer and the, 
you know, that gross bar smell. I kind of, that's what I miss the most about the live show experience and what I kind of want to get back to. Uh, so again, Jay and I are talking about Save Our Stages and NEVA, uh, which is the National Independent Venue Association. And uh, yeah, their mission to preserve and nurture the ecosystem of independent live music venues and promoters throughout the United States. And uh, so just kind of giving you a quick heads up about what's going on. And if you want to help out, uh, your voice matters as well. So saveourstages.com is a good place to go for that. And I went to college and grad school in Boston. So I think about places like the Paradise Rock Club. Um, saw men at work there. True story. That was amazing. But then Roger McGuinn, you know, best known for leading the birds. He played a solo acoustic show there and he could have played anywhere. You know, he could have played a theater show. He could have got, got a big band. But he wanted to play a little, you know, indie venue like that. And I, he was, it was almost like he was like sitting in your lap in that little theater, which I, uh, maybe it's a little closer than some people want to get to Roger McGuinn. But, you know. I, I, I like the lap sitting concerts. We'll, we'll add more of those to the, to the docket in the next couple of years. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, well, thanks for checking it out. And thanks for uh, joining us. Jay and I are going to try and be doing this uh, like once a week. Uh, but you can check out more details over at thecurrent.org. And we've got some great conversations over there with people who are a part of Neva. So you can learn a little bit more right from the sources over at thecurrent.org. Thanks for joining, everyone. See you, Jade. See you, Jay. Bye, you guys. <laughs>